Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Well, I'm not Perry Wood, but I'm going to welcome you in here to start your engines this morning. I'm Ronnie Black. I usually just sit over here and push the buttons and point my finger. But Perry, priorities is at Parents Day at the University of South Carolina with his daughter, Hannah. Yeah, and no doubt about it. Where he uh, ought to be. That's exactly what he needs to be doing. And uh, we're going to make the best of it. And as you know ronnie black he he don't like to take credit for much but he has actually been announcing a long time before i ever done anything yeah, that just means i'm old means you're good <laughs> but anyway what did what what did you how the high school football game now, you know, we, well I, I was at burns and malden last night saw an ugly ugly game got got really chippy a lot of cheap shots from the the team from Greenville County, I'll say, and uh, Burns won, but it 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 just wasn't a fun game to watch. Yep. Uh, the referees, in my opinion, let it get out of hand. In other words, what happened uh, after the halftime? The referees wanted to play the game. Yeah, well, they decided that the Burns had scored enough. And yep. listen, with Perry gone, we've got another fella in here with us. He runs an A-gasser. His name is Ernie Smith. And, Ernie, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. I'm honored to be here. I thank you. You know, anytime you guys bring me in, I appreciate it. Oh, yep. we love having you here because we love to hear you talk about the dragsters. And, and tell everybody out there about your car. Well, it's a 1952 Kaiser Henry J. Like I say, we run with the group Southeast Gasters Association. Uh, we were just up Mooresville, North Carolina, last weekend. Uh build the place up i mean it amazed me you know we were up here in race city uh ray Everham grand marshal the race for us and that's pretty big time it was pretty big time and then saturday night you know i got looking around there uh after the xfinity race there was cup crews i mean who's who in nascar up there wandering around watching us drag race these things and it's it's becoming really big you know exalta coatings has come on board with us as a series sponsor uh who's retire you know it's it's getting mm-hmm. really big now i'm at the point where getting ready to start trying to find money for next year and i'm hoping i can find somebody really big that wants to help me out that well, would be good listen folks he he's not just your average everyday pull up to the red light drag racer he is a force to reckon with and if you've got a couple bucks and you like drag racing you can give ernie a call and he'll be glad to put your name on his car yeah ernie uh he uh he failed to say like i say he's a local guy and a great drag racer knows a lot about engines cars and these some of guns fly but he run second in the points last year yeah and uh worked on some things and those cars aren't cheap i mean and they they they, they, they put on a heck of a show and you know they they're attracting series sponsors and everything and, and ernie's always right up there at the top and yeah. uh and ernie do you have a website I do. You can go on my. You can go to Ernie Smith Racing on Facebook. Got the Ernie Smith Racing fan page. I'm on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. 
I haven't got so big time that I've got at ErnieSmith.com yet, but <laughs> anybody can go on Facebook. Like I say, they can reach me there. Uh, it's Ernie Smith Racing Fan Page or just Ernie Smith there on Facebook. And, you know, I appreciate you guys. You know, you guys stepped up this year. Y'all have helped me some, and I really, really appreciate all y'all have done. And like I say, I'd, I'd like to find a Spartanburg sponsor. I'd love to keep this as a team Spartanburg deal. Oh, absolutely. And listen, if, if you're like me, and like say, I'm old, and and i do forget some things i forget a lot of things but if you want to see what a 1952 henry j is go to his website and look at it he's got a cool looking car yeah and and they look they look so cool but underneath that skin they're full-fledged high horsepower i mean these ain't these they they, they, that's what's so cool about it it's got nostalgia to it but these, these ain't toys. They put on a right. heck of a show. But, yeah, Ernie just needs just, just a little more help. And, uh, like I say, he does fantastic with what he's got, works his butt off. And the uh, only thing we need, need maybe just a few more ponies under the hood. And me and him have been talking about that. But just like anything else, it costs well, if you money. Well, if you need some more horsepower, Ernie, you, you're talking to the right man over there. Yeah, we've been talking about some things we might could try for next year. Like I say, it's, you know, this year I've just about tapped the funds out. You know, we have two races left. We'll be in Aiken, South Carolina the 20th this month. And November 3rd, anybody local here, they want to see a show. We'll be up Shadyside Dragway up up Shelby, North Carolina. And they will probably be about 80 cars there. It's our series final. So everybody comes. We'll have cars there from probably 31 states, I think. And... I know our guys from Canada and said they're coming. Uh, guys from out in El Paso, Texas, they'll be pulling out for it. I mean, there's, it's it's a it's a really big show, and we do it quick. We do it in a hurry. No downtime. We'll start qualifying up there at one o'clock in the afternoon, and we'll have you back home watching Saturday Night TV by about seven. That, that's well, no, that's pretty good. And listen, if you have, if you've never been up to Shady Side, listen, it's not far. You can get it for in forty minutes, maybe probably about 30 minutes you go up to you go to gafting from here in spartanburg uh it's 10 miles up 18 i mean you know it's just right outside of gafting right across the line it's before you get into the town of bowling springs north carolina and shady side is a drag strip that has been around for years and years and years in 1970 69 was the first time i ever went to shady side and they were having an open day and a friend of mine up there was on his Honda 750, and he put me on the back of that thing, and we went down the drag strip. You talk about a pucker factor. <laughs> Shady Side, it was built, I think, mid-50s of what I've been told. Uh, it's just an old school. It works perfect for what we do. You know, when our goal, the goal of our founder, Quain Stott, and the goal of all of us that race this stuff now, when you come through the gate at our show, we want you to think you're 1967. You know, our cars are 67 or older. Our rule book is basically the 67 NHRA gasser rule book. You know, you're not going to see modern stuff, modern electronics. You're going to see, uh, you know, my 52 Henry J running against a guy in a 65, 66 Chevy 2, both those four speeds. And, you know, we're going to turn them up about 8,000 grand. We're going to sidestep sidestep the clutch and we're gonna let them fly yep ernie is that is definitely uh it, it, it's very serious drag racing but uh 
we, uh, we're going to get talking about Charlotte a little bit. We're going to have uh, our guest, one of our other guests today. Uh, of course, we feel like Ernie's part of the crew here. And uh, we're going to talk to Deb Williams about this deal at Charlotte. And as far as journalism, she has done probably more than any woman uh, that that really I know of. I mean, this, this, this real Winston Cup scene, Charlotte Observer. Just, just fantastic, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit about Charlotte. She was there. I did watch all the race. I thought it was a pretty, pretty, pretty neat deal. I got home from Morrisville just in time to see about, you know, about the last 10, 12 laps of it, and it was an, inter- it was interesting. You know, I'm used to seeing them in Charlotte going round and round, and that Roval thing. It was, it was different to watch. Yeah, different. But we got Deb online, Deb. What's going on today? Well, actually, I'm over here at Ken Trader Racing. They've got a uh, car show today with the Harrisburg Cruisers for uh, proceeds for Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I'm anxious to get out there and see a lot of the, the street rods and the, the old cars that's come in. They've got a really good turnout today. So that's what I'm doing this morning. Yeah, Deb, like I say, it, it, no, nobody knows NASCAR uh, inside and out as much as you do. And we had a we had a, a pretty unique event that happened up at Charlotte, and I thought they pulled it off. I, I really do. I mean, what you were there. I know you probably in the press, but I was just watching it on TV. But I was I was pretty pleased with what what I saw. What 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 was your what was your opinion on it? Everyone was pleased. It turned out, I think, a lot better than most people anticipated. I think a lot of people were anticipating a wreck fest. Uh, I know a lot of the media were, including myself. I had been telling people for months after being over there for the first test session that if they thought the drivers tore up a lot of cars at Talladega, they hadn't seen anything yet. And uh, But it didn't happen. And I thought it was fantastic races, both the Xfinity race and the Cup race. It created excitement. You know, I think people probably left there and went back to their jobs on Monday talking about it, which is something the sport has needed for quite some time. That hasn't happened recently. So I think it was a big hit all the way around, and it was a beautiful uh, course that they built. And, of course, the people they brought in to do all the painting are the same people that paint for Formula One and paint at the Circus of the uh, Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas. Uh, so it was beautiful, and I just thought it went over quite well. And everyone who I'm, I have talked with has felt the same way. And on top of that, it was a weekend of what I call feel-good stories. And I saw an excitement in the media, in the Enfield Media Center, that I have not seen in a very, very long time. So, all the way around, it was an excellent weekend for the sport. Yeah. Once again, we're talking to Deb Williams. Uh, she needs no introduction. Uh, work Charlotte Observer, uh, NASCAR expert, just, just fantastic. And, uh, An award-winning writer. And oh. Author of several books. Uh, Deb, tell us, what, what are the titles of your books? Well, the most recent one came out about a year and a half ago in April of last year, and that was Modern Images of America, Charlotte Motor Speedway, 
And what's so cool about that book is that all it's the history of Charlotte Motor Speedway in photographs. And every photograph in there came from the archives at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Their archives is just fantastic. And I tried to select photos that people had never seen before. And there were so many cool photos. I'd think, oh, this Corolla is great. Oh, it's black and white. They won't color. Or, yeah, this is a great photo, but what does it have to do with the history of the Speedway? Well, you know, I can't use that one. But uh, the only photo in there or item in there that's not from the archives is the photo of the movie poster for Stroker A. And I actually had to get that from Johnny Bruce, who works for U.S. Tobacco. But the cool thing about that is the poster is signed by Hal Needham, and it's on the page with Hal Needham's photo. And for anyone who remembers one of the opening scenes of Stroker A, it was Johnny Bruce and Johnny Hayes that blew up Lonnie Anderson's skirt with the air hose. I do remember that scene. I I do. And and, and Deb, you know, something I've noticed, uh, and like I say, we're going to, once again, we're talking to Deb Williams. uh, Hal Needham, you know, he done a lot for the sport. But a lot of people don't know it. But he was a stuntman and he Mm -hmm. was an actor. And if you watch Richard Boone and Have Gun Will Travel, there's about two years of the series. He was one of the main actors. I mean, he played he yeah. played in a ton of them. And you can tell, you know, obviously he was a lot younger because I think that series started like in 58 and went off in 62 or something. But, uh, yeah, Hal done, done, done a lot for sport and Johnny Hayes and all those people. You but, know, Hal was also big in drag racing there for a while. He sported a few uh, fuel teams at one time back in the early 70s. Yeah, Skull, Skull come in and they did. They they, they 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 done a bunch. And like I say, Deb, but Deb was always there for everybody. I don't care if it was Dale Earnhardt, Richard Petty, whatever. She was she was the shoulder to cry on. She wouldn't. She would tell the truth. And you know what I'm saying. She never would bad talk people, but she told told it the way it was, and had just absolutely. Like I say, it was just just I, I miss those days. I, I I really do. I mean, as many a time uh, she's come up to me, and we were having problems or something, and just to get to talk to her would make me feel better. Okay, Greg, we're gonna have to go to our first commercial break right now, and then we will come back with Deb Williams on the other side of the break. She told us she'll hang around and talk to us a little while longer, but we, like I said, we're going to our first break right here live from the beacon studios yeah that's right, and the we beacon. will be back right after these messages <coughs> call the sign force hotline now at 864-468-1400 start your engine returns in a moment on fox sports 1400 and 98.3 fm Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I ain't plantain. 
every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. High school football season is rolling, and so is our Friday football frenzy. The frenzy is presented by Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina. The perfect place for your family to get away. The Friday football frenzy. All season long, here on Spartanburg County's home for high school football. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize your interior, and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days, same as cash, with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. It's football season. Season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your favorites, including pulled pork, smokehouse chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese and potato salad, and you have a winning team. Game Day Barbecue, 165 West Main Street in Duncan, open from 10.30 a.m. till 8 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. So stop in for lunch or dinner or give them a call at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate. Game Day Barbecue, we do things the old-fashioned way. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. It's pretty obvious that the Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards has billiards, right? It's in their name. But now they are expanding their games to include dart leagues, cornhole, and classic arcade games. Now at Steak Horse, you can shoot unlimited games of pool from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. for only $10. Steak Horse also has some of the best food around, from their famous ribeye steak with steamed veggies and twice-baked potato to my favorite, the St. Louis-style ribs with baked beans and slaw. Visit our friends at Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street, Spartanburg, open daily at 11 a.m. The Friday Football Frenzy is presented by Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill. For the perfect weekend away, visit wateryrv.com. That's wateryrv.com. And we're back to the Beacon Drive-In Studios here at Fox 1400 Sports. You can listen to us on 1400 AM or 98.3 FM, or you can get our app the Fox 1400 app and listen to us live on your computer, your smartphone, wherever you might be. And we are start your engines. 
we are start your engine that's right and we got a good guest on right now and i uh, wanted to ask uh deb one question did you realize Deb, when you were uh, an undergraduate at etsu uh, majoring in journalism that you wanted to be a sports writer or were, was there another direction you wanted to go? No, that was my full intentions. I had decided at 13 years old that I wanted to be a motor sports writer. And then I said, well, you know, if I have to be a sports writer, I can be a sports writer, preferably a motor sports writer. So <laughs> I had decided that at 13, and that was my sole reason for majoring in journalism at East Tennessee State. And I, I th- think you did even cover the LPGA for a while, didn't you? I covered two LPGA tournaments when I was with United Press International out of Raleigh. And, of course, I had to do everything. I covered Atlantic Coast Conference football and basketball. And was actually the sports editor of the student newspaper when I was at East Tennessee State and worked in the sports information office my senior year there. So I've covered about everything. I covered prep sports for seven years when I was the sports editor at the Waynesville paper in Waynesville, North Carolina. And then, like I said, when I was at United Press International, then that's where I covered two LPGA tournaments and Atlantic Coast Conference football and basketball. When I was the Charlotte Bureau Manager for UPI, I was in charge of all the home football games at Wake Forest University for the well, wire De- service. Deb, i got to ask, what, what makes a 13-year-old girl decide she wants to be a motorsports rider? <laughs> well, uh, Mother and Daddy loved the sports. They were going when Mother was pregnant with me. And the only place they could get me to quit crying and sleep until I was a year old was in the infield at Ashbelievable <laughs> under the loudspeaker when it was dirt. <laughs> and That's pretty good. My dad was a machinist for 45 years in the paper mill there in Canton, North Carolina, and loved automobiles. So I grew up around car garages and football fields and baseball fields and service stations. And that. I was... I was around with Daddy all the time. You were definitely a Daddy's I, girl. I was definitely a Daddy's girl. And, um, you know, I was taught that if you don't like the way something's done, don't, get, don't sit around and grumble about it. Get up and do something about it. So I thought the coverage of the sport was terrible in the National Citizen, and I was always finding the errors in the story. So I decided hey, I can, I can do better than this. So that's when I decided I wanted to be a motorsports writer. Well, that, like what, I always say, I love fast horses and fast cars, but fast men make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, your statement a minute ago leads me into my next question. Now, you've been at this for quite a while. We're, we're, we're pretty close in ages. And I wondered, starting out as a, as a young woman, as a sports writer, did you, did people look at you like, what the devil are you doing here? You don't know anything about sports. Oh, yes. And, um, you know, actually, what was really aggravating, I can remember going through the tunnel at Daytona for Speed Week, and I might have a fellow sports writer in the car with me, and... The security that was checking credentials would hardly look at his, but he would do a thorough examination of mine thinking it was counterfeit. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I've had initially, 
places I can remember being in press boxes and they'd be passing out the stats and the information and they'd hand it to the man sitting beside me and I'd say, hey, I need one of those too. And they would think I was with that sports writer, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, somewhere I still have my first credential from Darlington and that would have been 79 or 80 and printed on that credential it says no women allowed in pit. Wow. And uh, I, I lived at Jay Wells was helping help um, um, helping out Bill Kaiser who was the PR director at, at Darlington then and Jay had was working full time at Rockingham before he went with U.S. back and he was in the press box and I went in on him and I was you know president of national then and He's up there going, no, 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 no. We're not talking about women like you. We're not talking about women. <laughs> I tell you, Deb helped pave the way. I, I remember those days. And uh, like I say, Deb went in there and she had more credentials as, as a sports announcer and everything than these other guys. And she just went in there and showed them all up. Got the credential things where the women, they quit harassing the women. It took several years, but Deb was on top of all that. Now, thanks to her, does I mean now you got you got wives in there, uh, girlfriends with not long pants. You used to always have to have on long pants. That was a big deal. They didn't want to tire to burn somebody's leg, which that makes sense. And but uh, yeah, Deb. Hey, I tell you right now, if Big Baby could have seen what some of the people were wearing in that garage last week. Charlotte, he would have, he probably rolled over in his grave. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like, uh, it, it's like somebody they, said. They, it. they were fans. They, they weren't, you know, wives or girlfriends. You could tell they were fans or they were family friends, you know. But um, I, I saw one walk by with sandals and short shorts on, and I thought, oh gosh, Dick Beatty would have a fit <laughs> if he could see this right now. Yeah. But, no, I was fortunate. I think one thing that helped me a lot, several things. First of all, I had several good people take me under their wing that guided and coached me and gave me good advice, like Bob Latford and Gene Granger, <clears throat> and, and, you know, people who had been around the sport for a long time. And they'd say, this is where other people have made mistakes. Do this and don't do this. And then... The fact that I worked for an international wire service, of course, helped considerably. And then the fact that some of the sports writers let me hang around with them. You know, you didn't have media availability in the media center then. You went out and talked to drivers and crew chiefs and all at the back of the transporters. There were no lounges. There were no motorhomes. And the fact that some of the sports writers that had been covering the sport for 20 years let me hang around with them in the garage area. That helped considerably. The fact that Richard Petty would speak to me. And, you know, then what helped me with the wives and the girlfriends was Linda Petty saying, oh, I've known Debbie since she was just this high. And, <laughs> you know, that all helped. It all played a significant role. And, and I think, too, Greg, you know how I always loved mechanics and always wanted to know why the cylinder heads were working a particular way or why Ford cylinder heads were, just, yep. were better than what they had and, and the rear ends and, and um, A-frames and all that. 
you know, I love that mechanical side of it from my dad with him being a machinist. You know, it's like when we were listening on the radio when I was a child, and a driver said, well, they said, what happened? Well, I broke an A-frame. I'd say, Daddy, what's an A-frame? He'd say, come out to the garage and I'll show you. So I was always fascinated by the fact that these men could take their minds and their hands to build these cars and these engines could do what they did. So I was always fascinated by the mechanical side. And um, it never occurred to me that there were men sports riders that had been covering the sport for 20 or 25 years that didn't know anything about the cars. That blew me away when they told me that. <laughs> that, that that's like, yep. How can you cover this and not know anything about the cars? Well, during all this, all this time, did you ever get the itch to get behind the wheel? Hey, I have driven. Hey, I went through three days of Formula Ford school. I have been through uh, Andy Hillenberg Fast Track Driving School. Uh, I went to the Richard Petty Driving Experience. And I have also been in one of those drag cars that um, the driver is behind and you're in the front, kind of like a ride-alone drag car. This is the one from up at Roy Hills? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've been in that one. And if there is one thing that I learned really quickly, that was not what God intended me to do. <laughs> he intended me to write about them, not drive them. Yeah, and one thing I, I, I want to add to this, and... Like I say, Deb come in with, with, with the credentials, the education, experience, and everything, and she's real modest. But I tell you what, Deb has never been bad to look at at all. Now, she didn't, <laughs> she, 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 that, that, uh, a pretty face does help. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, she's a little Look, modest that would on not that. have gotten her where she is if she didn't have that stuff between the ears, too. That's right. <laughs> when you got the whole package and, Knowing what she did, I mean, just just a wonderful thing. But uh, Deb, I, I don't. Oh, I appreciate know, uh, all those kind words. You've made my day. <laughs> it's, it's fact, and you know it. And uh, like I say, it's just a wonderful thing. But Deb, uh, we're gonna. I know you got things you got to do, and uh, like I say, we can talk to you anytime. It's always a pleasure, and I hope I get to see. You. I think me and Perry supposed to go to something december 4th the, the toys oh, for tot socks for tot yeah, everybody socks needs for tot. to come for socks for tot and will december 4th and it's to help the provide toys and funds for the abused and neglected children in north carolina yeah that's a Absolutely great deal. worthy cause yeah and i'm gonna tell you anytime i go to any of these events i look for deb and i mean is this it's just she just knows everybody attracts people she's a people person and knowledgeable i mean she, uh, seriously i think she could drove a race car and probably build a motor no doubt in my mind but i'd Deb, rather build the engine and drive the car yeah. well you could you could do either one i get enough of that I, hey i have enough fun in my corvette i, I can't afford to do anything else well Deb, we sure do appreciate you coming on with us we always love having you on here i enjoy talking to you i enjoy listening to you so we really do appreciate it, and I hope we can get you back here real soon with us. Well, I hope so. It's always a pleasure. You know me, I can talk racing all day long. So, in fact, my mother even said one time, she said, well, I can't talk racing all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
right. anyway, thank you so much for having me. I deeply appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing y'all soon and talking to you again as well. Yeah, thank you, Deb. That's Deb Williams, uh, Charlotte Observer, Winston Cup scene, Lady LPJ. I mean, she's done it all, and is arguably maybe the best. I mean, there's a lot of arguments for that. If she's not in a class by herself, it doesn't take long to call roll. That's yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. And that was cool. You, you know, Ernie that immediately identified Roy Smith had yeah. that right along deal. So, uh, right. you know, when, you know, I've drag raced most of my life. I know who that woman is. You know, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I know the name. I, I know her writing. I know her stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. The people that are that are in the sport, and I'm talking about the inclusive sport, all different kinds of racing, they're going to know who Deb Williams is. Yeah, I mean, you know, ladies like her, Miss Becky White, Shelby, they, the women in motorsports today have the ladies like them too to to thank to get them from where they are. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's time for us to take our next commercial break, and when we come back, we should have Nelson Crozier. Now, we talked about Deb and how much she knows about motorsports. There's nobody else in the class with Nelson Crozier either. Not just about motorsports. I swear, I believe he's the smartest man I know because he can talk to you knowledgeably about anything. He is a genius. And without a doubt, I learned so much from Nelson. Me and Nelson have been best of friends since the 70s. And like I say, we're going to get him on here in a few minutes and, uh, uh, he he's amazing and he'll have an opinion about charlotte and it'll be right <laughs> and we will be right back right after these messages start your engines we'll be back after this quick pit stop on fox sports 1498 3fm steve and jerry here from the world famous beacon drive-in in spartanburg the beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I plantae. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantae. Tired of eating fast food for lunch every day? Wish you could have a good home-cooked meal but can't find the time? Well, now you can. Rascal's Eatery on Asheville Highway is now serving lunch. So stop on in and enjoy a meat and three plate with choices like fried chicken, country ham, or chicken fried steak. All served with your choice of homemade veggies like green beans and mac and cheese. Rascal's Eatery is conveniently located at 1455 Asheville Highway and is now serving these lunch specials every day from 11 to 3. Rascal's Eatery, serving the comfort foods you crave. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Franks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Franks for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Franks for the Memories has more than 
great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the memories. Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster, in the Spartanburg office of Jenny Montgomery, Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. These days, $2 won't get you very far. Taxi! Where to, sir? Wherever this'll take me. You're kidding. (laughs) But at McDonald's, $2 still gets you a serious breakfast. Like the buttermilk crispy chicken biscuit, juicy tender white meat chicken on a warm scratch-made biscuit, or sweet and savory sausage McGriddles, only on the McDonald's $1-2-3 menu. Mmm, now if only I could get to work. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Scratch-made biscuits are available in most restaurants in the viewing area. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How are you this morning? Oh, doing pretty good. Now, are you at uh, trackside today or are you somewhere else? Uh, well, at the moment, I'm in Washington, D.C., but probably head up there uh, after a while. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did, didn't it rain the – Nelson, didn't it rain the, the – practicing qualifying out yesterday i mean one round uh, one round of uh, cup practicing uh qualifying was rained out so they started by points yeah anyway uh well we what do you think that that, let's start off with the charlotte thing i mean you know we 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 was talking to deb williams earlier and uh obviously there's there's some things they could do but i was talking the pr guy called me uh, I think it was Wednesday, and asked my opinions that I, what do you think? And I said, well, you didn't hit a triple play, but you did hit a home run. I thought I thought they pulled it off pretty good, but there's some things could be changed. What What's your overall opinion of that? Uh, it created a lot of excitement, a lot of controversy. Uh, on the last restart, where uh, 
uh, Brad Keselowski uh, dived down into turn one. General consensus was there was oil or other fluid on the racetrack uh, because, you know, everybody piled in there. It wasn't just Keselowski going in. Uh, but, you know, the so-called turtles, which you all asked about last week, they're half in steel that are bolted together. Uh, Nelson, I noticed uh, Saturday's race brought a, a a winner that was nowhere mentioned in the in the field of possibilities there. Well, I mean, Sunday's race wasn't much different. I mean, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I ain't forgot who did win. Who did? I call it the Bush. Uh, the, what is it? Xfinity. Who who did win that race? I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff, you know, if, if we're not talking about it, I've, you know, kind of wiped it off the sheet. But, uh, yeah, both races were good. Uh, Xfinity cars had a couple more days of practice. Uh, you know, so, you know, they kind of set the stage for uh, Sunday's race. Sunday's race, with the exception of the last restart, was a lot tamer than most people thought it would be. And I thought it was a good race. What got me, Nelson, when that toward the end, uh, and uh, you know Wood Wood Brothers was in a pretty good pretty good position right there toward the last with Menard, and you know the track it you know was wide enough to go and you know they, they did build the track wide and um, anyway they they, they they kind of got the two or three of them kind of drove into the drove into the wall. But what got me, we thought uh, Truett's going to win it. Then we thought somebody else, and then then uh, Blaney. Uh, we didn't know who the winner was, so about the last second or two seconds, last fifty sixty feet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I thought that was kind of neat, uh, but yeah, we've heard nothing but uh, but uh, positive things on our end. And uh, like I say, uh, but what what's kind of the outlook at Dover? I mean, you know, the the, the Charlotte thing draws so much attention, but you know, Dover is the monster mile. I, I've always liked that track, especially for the concrete. But you still like it. Uh, who do you, who do you think looks good up there? I mean, let's, let's, uh, you know, we're down to the chase. I, didn't I think Jimmy Johnson got eliminated? Uh, I'd say they're gonna, they're going to be going after it pretty good. What do you think? Oh, uh, they're definitely going to be giving it a good try. Uh, Kyle Larson was fastest in practice, uh, followed by Harvard, Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, and Ryan Blaney. So, again, it's going to be a pretty wide-open uh, race. And got to remember, Dover's one of the few tracks we go to where you dive down into the turn. Uh, you know, there's an actual elevation drop going in and then an elevation up coming off. You know, I, I remember uh, we... For some reason, and, and, and it had to do with the front end setting or something. But we we always seemed to be, of course, we always had good drivers. We could we could always get around there pretty good. The pits was always tight, but uh, I always liked that place. But uh, my middle brother had never, you know, he 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 never worked with the team except during high school and on off thing. He'd never been there, so we carried him up there for the first time. And uh, you know, he'd been to Michigan and, and about all the tracks, but. You know, he never had been to like poking on Dover, so this was probably 
I want to say back in the Ricky Rudd days, and we were we were running good, and, and he went in there and saw the first few laps. If you've never been to Dover, and you walk in the pits and see it in real life, that is a scary doggone racetrack. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it uh, uh, Nelson. I mean, you know, it, it, if you've never seen it, it really is a monster. You can <laughs> watch it on TV all you want. And like I say, my brother was growing up around racing all his life and everything. He said, he said, GD, Gregory, he said, I never would have dreamed this place was like this. <laughs> I said, well, I said, well, Brenny, uh, you know, he, he helped us a lot on the technical side. I mean, he, be, but, uh, he said, I never, I never thought this place was quite like this. I said, well, this is it. It is the monster mile. Well, another thing about it, uh, it's called self-cleaning because the straightaways are angled uh, or banked more than a turn at a couple of the tracks we go to, so that if you spin, you are going to end up on the inside wall. I hadn't thought about that. That's right. It always seems like if you have a crash on the, on the front straightaway, they're going to be against that that wall next, you know, blocking pit road. So it it, 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 it I've always thought it was a pretty doggone good design of a racetrack. Yeah, it makes the spotter's job real easy. Just tell him to stay up there. Stay up there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, anyway, Nelson, uh, anything? What's what's on the rumor mill? I mean, just just oh. a few things. I, I okay, a whole bunch. They announced the initial 2019 rules, which do not apply at Daytona. Uh, they're touting no restrictor plates, but. Uh, you know, again, Daytona's got to restrict the plates. Everything is normal. But when you go to Talladega, they're saying no restrictor plates. What they're not saying, you've got a tapered spacer with the holes the same size as a restrictor plate. Yep. But I could I'd say, well, it, just the sound restrictor plate don't even sound right. And, and you know, we, we tried different things, and, and that was a, a simple a simple way of doing it. And it was also a very simple way to kind of get around it uh, early on. So they caught on what we were doing, and they changed it around. But yeah, the, the, as Nelson tell you, the, the, the fuel injection system they got on these cars, and Nelson knows a whole lot more about than I do. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it I I like it because it, it it helps the distribution in the motor. You don't have to fool with that, but. Uh, uh, Nelson, what 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 do you think? What do they say the horsepower difference is going to be with the tapered spacer? I mean, surely somebody dynoed something and looked at something. Okay, first of all, it's not a restrictor plate motor. It's an open motor with the tapered spacer on, and they're saying about 550 horsepower. And that goes along with a high-drag, high-downforce car. So they're going to stick to the track better, uh, should make for better passing. It's very similar to what they ran at Charlotte in the All-Star Race. You know, you know what, and that makes sense because the restrictor plate deal, you got a blockage and you had a carburetor and it presented all kind of problems. And to do this deal with the fuel injection and the tapering of it, it it's it's kind of like just not having the much boost, you know, whether, you know, right. and, and the motor will be more drivable. So with the restrictor plate, uh, you can't lift once you lift it. And you know you had the carburetor. That then the motor gets jumbled up there for a minute, and you actually have to work with the cow different for the draft. And uh, but I, I will say one thing, and uh, I know Nelson had, had a lot to 
lot to do with uh, helping NASCAR with it. But the fuel injection is one rule that that I can I can truthfully say I like, and and we just need to restrict your plate. That does that just turns everybody's stomach, especially an engine builder, from the time they ever come up with. It. So they ain't no restrictor plate. But uh, Nelson, I know there's a lot of people losing sponsors. I mean, a ton well, of them. Yes, yes, and no. Uh, we've got a number of new sponsors coming in, but uh, where you might have had one sponsor before, now you have three, four, even six sponsors. Uh, you know, each taking two or three, four different races. Uh, so, you know, uh, the sport's very healthy. I've uh, got a lot of drivers moving around. Uh, got Ryan Newman leaving 31 and going to the six car. Uh, you've got Hammer going into the 31. You've got Ryan Priest going into the 47. Uh, uh, Daniel Suarez might be going to the 41, but that's still up in the air. Kurt Busch probably going to the one car. Truex going to the 19, and then you have a, a number of them like Almondinger. You know where are they going? Yep, looks like there's going to be some ride swapping. Definitely. Uh, another couple of things that's over. Uh, for the first thing there, the fans can go in the casino and they can bet on the race. I kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, but they get you, know, you go out to Vegas and and you can bet and see who wins the toss in a football game. I mean, you know, you bet on anything. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a neat deal. I always liked it up there. And uh, had a couple of good restaurants around there. And <laughs> and uh, uh, Mel Joseph, who, who was the original owner and everything, super nice. Uh, always always been a been a good a good place. But uh, now so I was going to ask you something, and I, I, I kind of went usual kind of brain dead. Well, well while you're thinking about that, let's – Let's go and and make our picks because let's see. Right now, I'm still leading with four. Uh, Nelson has three wins. Perry has two, and Greg, you're pulling back back in with one. Yeah. So let's let's start with with Greg. Give him first shot, and and see who he wants to pick for next week. Well, how about I'm, picking for this week? Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we, we still got Charlotte on the brain. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to we're trying to get Doverized in her in her mind. I, if I get to pick for, I, I'm kind of go with Kyle Larson. He runs okay. good about everywhere, and uh, I hope the Wood Brothers win the rest of them. But uh, you know, like I say, they're always my my favorites. But but I'll go with Kyle Larson. Okay, so if 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 we're going in order, then. Uh, Perry has told me he wants Keselowski. Uh, Ernie, give you a pick this week. I, the 48 car has nothing to lose now. He doesn't have to try to be conservative. He doesn't have to try to do anything. Jimmy Johnson's who I'd go with this week. Okay. and Good thought. How about you, Nelson? Who, who do you like? Oh, hard choice, but I think I'll go with Harvick. Okay, Nelson's got the number four. So I'm going to go with the 18 and see if, if Kyle can't break his losing streak. I tell you what, people say what they want to. Kyle Busch can drive the race car. He can wheel a race car. He well, can, that's, that's he can drive it loose too. Uh, well, I think I'm I'm going to predict something here. I'm going to think that uh, 
Kyle is going to be our next Dale Jr. I mean, Dale Sr. Because, you know, people used to hate Dale Sr. Like they used to hate Daryl Waldrop. Daryl Waldrop. And like they have in the, in the recent past hated Kyle Bush. I think he's going to come around to be one of the fan favorites in the next couple of years. Highly possible. Highly possible. That, uh, Did you remember what you were wanting to ask Nelson? I don't know what it was about. That. He kind of he, he got me off track when he started talking about the gambling in the casino up there. <laughs> and and I, okay. no, I, I, was, I was daydreaming about the uh, steakhouse they had up there. And it, it was always real good. And uh, we, we, we had a lot of fun up there. But, Nelson, uh, like I say, uh, you know you're up there at Washington, and you need to go up there and help them help them tell them what's going on they're doing a pretty good job but they, they need some yeah. improvements so. well we were talking about nelson would make a good president of nascar i would like to run him for president of the united states he could do it he could do it and like i say i've always said he could he needs to be in the hierarchy of nascar uh well whether it's nascar or washington dc uh give me a d9 to go with it and uh, i'll take the job <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, one more thing about Dover. Remember when you and Ricky Rudd uh, basically won the race, you ran 501 miles, but they gave it to somebody else because the scoring mixed up? That exactly right. Uh, you know, we won it a couple of times with Ricky and a couple of times Bobby Allison. I think I have to go back and look. But they actually, the scoring had, they ran 501 laps. In race, I think it seemed to me like it went to Harry Gann or somebody. I mean, it was a good, another good car. I mean, it wasn't like, and but the way the scoring went up, we wound up third, I think, or second. And but they, they proved later, they had to go back and look at the, the lap sheets. I showed it. I was keeping laps. I showed it going a lap over, and a lot of people in, in up and down pit road did. But I don't know something that that was kind of an interesting deal. So that well, was that was. Morris Metcalf had gone to uh, Pocono to uh, officiate the race of champions, and uh, I believe it was Gasway at the time told him, "Never again are you going to not be here to score a cup race." Yep. Uh, and then I think when you got to Atlanta, uh, you know, Gasway came over the uh, radio and said, "Hey, this makes us even for Dover." Okay. Right, I miss Nelson. I miss all those guys. Nelson, we sure do appreciate you coming on with us this weekend every week. Uh this is my favorite segment of the show every week and I really enjoy talking to you and we'll talk to you again next week. Okay, sounds good. Have a good weekend and weather right now looks good, so uh, no more rain showers and let's hope for a good 400 miles rather than the 500 we used to run. Really. All right, thanks a lot. We'll see you, Nelson. Okay. All right, in our last 30 seconds, Ernie, tell us about your last two races coming up again. The last two races coming up, the 20th this month, down in Aiken, South Carolina. November 3rd, Shadyside Dragway, right up the road here in Bowling Springs, North Carolina. And if you people want to see a, a real old school drag race, you need to be there. It'll and, be a good one. And listen, Shadyside's a fun trip. If if you if you haven't ever been to a drag race, it's a good one to, to start it off with. If you have been to a race, you know they're fun, so so get up there and see it. Got one more thing to say to Perry this afternoon this morning 
before we get off the air. And I know he will really appreciate this. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> anyway, for Perry's sake, I, I, I'm a, I hope the Gamecock pull it off. He got, <laughs> I, I really do. Right, see we'll you, Perry. see everybody next week on Start Your Engines. Have a good week and go see a race. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Our website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports 1400.